You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today we're talking about the ultimate guide to health coaching prices. If you're a health coach and you want to know how much to charge as a health and wellness coach, you're in the right place. Because by the end of this episode, you're going to be really clear on how to set health coaching prices that you're comfortable to charge and that are good value to your clients. We'll be covering health coach pricing 101, perceived value, the Goldilocks method, and some tips for getting your pricing right, including some of the current industry rates. You know what it's like when you start working as a health and wellness coach. You're about to launch a business and you're not really sure what to charge. And you look at all the other coaches out there and you see them charging wildly different amounts. And you're thinking, gosh, where do I even start with working out coaching pricing? This is a really important topic that I want to dive into with you today to help you get your pricing right so that you can launch your business with confidence and certainty that you'll find clients who are willing to pay for your coaching programs and packages. So just to be clear, it's not just about the pricing, it's that people are willing to pay and willing to buy. That's the other part. So let's start with health coaching pricing 101. And I really want to flesh out first a few things to consider when it comes to pricing your health coaching services. So tapping into what I was just saying, what will people actually pay? This is the bit that's important. So here are a few things to think about. Firstly, which market are you targeting? Now, for any service or product, there are pricing norms for different markets. Some are higher than others or packaged differently. And I guess broadly in coaching, we could consider four main markets. There's the corporate market, there's private niche clients, there's healthcare or integrative medicine clients, and medical-based clients. So that's where you're getting your clients from, in other words. And I've listed them in that order on purpose because basically businesses or people with a higher disposable income tend to pay more for health coaching services or buy in bigger volume or both. And in that list, I've put corporate clients at the top of the pricing tree because organisations are more likely to pay more and or buy more to keep their employees healthy. Next are the private niche clients. These are the people that are not covered under the corporate banner and maybe not covered by medical or integrative health. They're people who tend to have a specific health problem that they want to solve and they'd rather seek support from an independent specialist than go to a doctor. Now, remember that a niche is defined as a group of people with a big problem that they will pay to solve, and they'll generally pay more per session or package compared to people who have fewer big drivers for change or fewer big problems. The next market we're looking at is healthcare or integrative medicine clients. So they're people who are seeing a specialist. They typically have a big health problem to solve. And in fact, they might be seeing multiple professionals to get support, to get to the bottom of things. They're very motivated to pay for a solution that will help them to manage their health condition. But they might also be spreading their available spend, their available money across multiple different practitioners. Finally, there's coaching in a medical setting. And so this is people who go to doctors and are referred to you as a coach from the doctor. They're more likely to be lower income earners or possibly less motivated to make lifestyle change, which could include them 
looking for Medicare or private health rebates, which might mean they're not willing to pay as much as other cohorts. Not necessarily so. These are just general trends. So if we take these four broad markets as a starting point, it's pretty clear that there are different levels of motivation to buy, size of problem, and ability and willingness to pay. Even in a corporate setting, someone may not be motivated to change or to take up your services if somebody else is paying for them because they don't have a personal investment. So there's lots of things to think about when when you're considering the market that you're going to approach. Also, the fact that corporate can be really hard to get into if you don't have a track record and if you don't know somebody who can introduce you and if you don't have a good value proposition. So there are pros and cons from those different markets. The next thing to think about is their demographic and personality, the people that you're trying to target. This is a layer over this general concept of the target market you're looking at. It's the type of person that you're dealing with. Think about it this way. Certain types of people, certain demographics have higher disposable income and there are types of personalities within those who might be already spending money on other health services like getting a massage, going to a PT, joining a gym, using supplements, getting meal delivery services and so on. So that combination of demographics and personality who will likely spend more money on coaching will have fewer objections to coaching as long as they can see the value in it for them. There are other people who have little disposable income and might be reluctant or simply unable to pay very much for coaching services. They might be more likely to pursue the medical or Medicare route or to go for group coaching, which is a lower cost. And, you know, regardless of somebody's income, some people are just penny pinchers. In fact, a lot of rich people are penny pinchers and that's why they're rich. Some people have a victim mentality. Some people have really high values on health above all else and will do anything to improve it and some don't. So there are a lot of demographic and personality factors that affect somebody's willingness to pay for coaching services no matter what the price. And of course, assuming that you're targeting a problem that they want to solve. So having considered those market factors, let's think about the perceived value and pricing psychology. This is really important. Once you're clear on the market that you want to target, you need to make sure that you're offering something that has a perceived value, otherwise people won't buy it. Perceived value is a huge factor in setting pricing for health coaching packages and programs. After all, a potential client's mindset is something that they're going to be buying something that has to be worth the money. You've probably said this yourself, and that means it must give me the results I want and it must be proven to work. So when someone says something, they want something to be worth the money or they'll only pay for it if it's worth the money, that's what they mean. They want results and they want proof that it's going to work for them. People are suspicious generally of anything that's too cheap compared to the market rate. Because what does cheap mean? Well, or low cost or discounted? It generally means ineffective, inexperienced or unqualified or that a person doesn't value or back themselves. And so that naturally puts you off wanting to buy services from that kind of offering or that kind of person. Think about how 
Advertising discounted or cheap services affects somebody's trust, rapport and relationship. I mean, these are the key things in coaching, right? So there's also a saying that goes, nobody wants free kittens, which is really saying that there must be something wrong with it if it's free or low cost. Hopefully I've drummed that into you. But on the flip side of that, people are also wary of anything that's too expensive. You know, part of this mindset is that the person thinks about what they stand to lose if they don't succeed. The stakes are a lot higher if they're paying $5,000 for a program that's guaranteed to work. Then they might start to doubt themselves. Oh, maybe I'll invest all of that money and it won't work. So higher pricing can be a double-edged sword because while it implies greater skill, knowledge and specialisation, people who buy health coaching services usually lack confidence in themselves because they've failed before and what if it doesn't work for them? So having looked at cheap or expensive pricing relative to each other, what does this mean for you? Well, it means that as a coach, you need to be really clear on your value proposition That is, who your program or package is for, the niche, what the problem is that it helps them to solve specifically, how much money they might save or what else they might save or benefit from as a result of doing the program, what they will avoid and what they will gain. So you want to build the idea of what is valuable about this program. Stop thinking about visions and goals and workbooks. That's not what people buy. Your value proposition outlines why it's worth the money and it needs to include a list of benefits of what they get, not the features, but the benefits of those features. And I did an episode on this recently. You might want to go back and listen to the previous episode. Your value proposition also outlines your level of specialisation. Generally, if you're specific about a niche, if you have lived experience and or enough specificity in your offer, that conveys perceived expertise. For example, let's say I'm offering a health and wellness coaching program to help you feel more vital and alive. It's quite generic. Whereas if I said I help people who are in a stressed corporate role and struggling with energy and competing priorities to manage their schedule, sleep better, get their energy back and feel more confident and clear-headed so they could be more productive at work and spend more time with their family. That's detailed, but it's very specific. And somebody who hears that second version might say, wow, that's me. So the ability to identify themselves is part of the value proposition, and that means you need to be specific about who you're talking to, the type of person, and even better, the problem that they have. For example, I'm a coach who specialises in helping people who've just been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes to get on top of their diet and exercise so they can lose weight and manage their condition more easily. You see how that's specific to a market. And when you hear that, it's that perceived expertise that you specialise in an area. Now, the third thing that creates the value proposition is using words that your niche clients commonly use, including feeling words. If your clients want to feel more confident and feel more in control, then you'd need to advertise that your program helps people to feel more, who want to feel more confident and in control. 
it's not promising that as an outcome, but it's using those people's words to say, this is for you if this is how you want to feel. It's also helpful to have in your value proposition a clear explanation of your process or symptom system. Sorry, People like to have a step-by-step process. And in coaching, it's basically the same for any sort of program, and you might use different words to describe it, but there's a period of self-awareness, a period of experimenting, and a period of embedding new habits. That's not very sexy wording, so your process might be um, getting clarity and motivation because that's what awareness generates. It might be establishing new habits or it could be taking steps to build confidence if that's what they want to achieve as an outcome. And then the third step might be making that automatic or becoming consistent. A lot of people say they want consistency. So those are the three-step process ideas that might help to convey the value of what you do. It's important to include an outline of results and they're things that the client wants and would include testimonials to back you up. You're not promising those results, but you're using the client's words to say, if you're someone who wants more clarity and confidence, blah, 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 this program will help you get there in a three-step process that will help you to da-da-da-da-da. So you can see that the value proposition is really talking to the clients where they're at about what they want and how they will get it. The final part of the value proposition is communicating that you're making it easier for them. And the process needs to be easy, it needs to be simple, and you need to say those things. Not complicated, not in-depth, not a deep trove of learning or being told what to do and no prescription. Not using things like that, but talking about, I'm going to show you a simple three-step process for achieving X, because the process is really what we're selling. You can also offer things like a money-back guarantee if that helps someone feel more at ease about buying the program. Then there's no risk for them. And of course, there are conditions on that guarantee. So just to recap, the value proposition is a list of benefits they get, not the features. Something to indicate that it's specialised to convey that expertise using words that they commonly use, clearly explaining your simple process or system, a summary of key results that people get, including testimonials to back you up, and something that conveys you're making things simpler, easier, and more convenient. Those elements make up the formula for your value proposition and help you to explain the value of your program to a person who's considering making change. So with all that said and done, let's talk about the Goldilocks method of pricing. And there is a whole other episode of this, and I teach this in Passion to Profit. So you might want to go back into this podcast and find that episode. It's basically this. If you put your pricing as too low, you'll feel resentful and half-hearted about delivering services, and they won't take you seriously. They won't value what you're doing. And they might think that you don't value yourself. If you price too high, you'll probably feel scared to ask for the money and your potential clients might have too many objections, including fears about their own level of confidence. I touched on this earlier. But just like Goldilocks, if the porridge is just right and if the price is just right, then you and your clients will both think your service is a great value for money and you'll both buy in wholeheartedly. So think about that 
concept of pricing that in a way that feels comfortable for you, at least in the getting started phase, until you have seen those results that your program can create. Do what's believable for you right now and know that you can increase your prices. And so then what do you actually charge for health coaching? Well, let's talk about a pricing guide for health coaches. And firstly, we'll start with common ways that coaches price their services. And these pricing structures are basically relevant for both one-to-one and group coaching. There's the hourly or session rate, which is generally a fixed period of time or could be ad hoc or ongoing sessions. There's a price per program, which implies people pay for a fixed period of time in a certain number of sessions. For example, an eight-week program with weekly sessions or a six-month program with monthly sessions. So that's a program. Price per package, fixed period of time once again, but with other things tied in. Or a monthly price with a fixed number of sessions, for example, a membership style offer. So just to distinguish those, single sessions are typically either like an introductory or needs assessment as a one-off or ad hoc sessions, which can be offered after a longer program has finished or as an upsell within a membership. So single sessions don't enable habit change, but they can be useful to introduce a client to your services as a one-off or as an ad hoc follow-up or or value add. I've mentioned the program already, set number of consecutive sessions in a fixed period. And a lot of people use the word program and package interchangeably, but I prefer to define a package as some kind of program like I've just described, but including other value adds bundled in for a higher price. So for example, an eight-week program might be worth $600, But if you package that up with four PT sessions or a wellbeing journal and water bottle or some other combination of products, services or e-books, then maybe that's a higher price like $1,000. So I consider it to be packaging in other things. That's my definition. And I hope you can see the value of having those two versions of definitions for programs. So the program or the package with stuff bundled in. Also, packages might have a more flexible time period within which they can be used. So some people like to advertise a package that people can buy and they must use it within 12 months. I personally don't like that idea because if someone's ready to change, you want to get them while they're hot and help them to do that change right away. The final level is a monthly membership. So that's the set monthly fee on an ongoing basis. It might contain a certain number of group coaching sessions, two or three, something or once a week, and usually some educational or other content that's housed maybe in an online social media platform or a learning platform or even just a shared folder like Google Drive. So with those weekly sessions, you might have static content. For example, you might share a folder of resources with your clients, book lists or podcasts or other things they can tap into. Or maybe you're in a Facebook group and doing daily live sessions and posts. Or maybe you have a learning platform which drip feeds educational content. So anything like that that they pay a fixed monthly fee for is the membership. And basically, the more inclusions there are, the higher the price. Makes sense, right? A common question people ask is, well, how much does a health coach charge per hour? Interesting. And a lot of new coaches think about pricing this way, this by the hour or by the session, because 
We come from paid jobs where we get paid by the hour as employees or we buy things by the hour as customers and we get used to that. But I'm going to propose that a better way to go is value-based pricing. And this is where you sell several sessions of coaching for a price not based on hourly rates, but based on the value of the outcome to your client. So as I mentioned earlier with the value proposition, if buying your program or your package means that they're going to achieve the outcome they desperately want and they're going to become consistent with habits that they can do for life and it's going to help them to save a certain amount of money each week or to lose a certain amount of weight or to finally manage the symptoms of some health condition better, that's what they're paying for. And the hourly rate question kind of goes out the window because it's about the value of the final offering. It might be difficult for you in the beginning to think about value-based pricing and you might like to start with an hourly rate or a per session rate, but please think about the value-based pricing and about moving towards that as a model within your first year. So here are some industry rates for coaching. A six to 12 week program for a new coach is going to be about 279 to 699 roughly. If you've got a couple of years experience, pricing might start at 399 for a six week up to 1999 for a 12 week. Depending on the market and the problem and the niche and all those other things, of course. And when you've got over two years experience, your six to 12 week program generally starts at $1,500. Now, if we consider the next level up a package, which is your program plus other things bundled in, you're going to probably add three to $500 for your starting price. The next option might be a monthly membership and some new coaches do start this way. Around $30 a month is a good starting point. Once you've got a, a year or two's experience, you might go from $30 to $80 a month, that kind of range. Not necessarily, it could be more than that, but this is just a guide as to what people are doing. And with two plus years experience, that might be $80 plus a month. I know people in their first year who are charging $100 a month. If the pain point you're targeting is huge and you've got a motivated audience, they'll pay anything to get results. The top tier level is this VIP level or mastermind where they get highly tailored, specialised, personalised services, very exclusive, very specialised and a lot of experience. You generally won't offer that as a new coach unless you're co-qualified in something. But with a year's experience, you might be charging for that service of 800 plus or with a bit more experience, 2000 plus for perhaps a monthly session for or, you know, a few weekly sessions or something like that. The bigger the offering, the more, and I, the more you charge. And I know people in, who offer VIPs for six months at around ten to $12,000, and they have monthly sessions plus some personal one-to-one -one sessions included. I just want to talk, go back to the six to 12-week program and something I should have said. With the new coach charging $279 for a six-week program, that could be okay as a one-to-one -one fee, or, or more if you like, but it's more likely to be a group coaching price. A group coaching price per session might be around $40 to $50 and a one-to-one -one session might be $80 to $100 perhaps. That's kind of the range. 
So a few guidelines for working out your price. You've got to think about your income goals, how niched or specialised you are, how experienced you are, what you're comfortable to charge, and importantly, how much proof of success you have. After all, people are buying results. And the better coach you are and the more proof you have of success in terms of testimonials, the more likely that people will pay you for your coaching services and pay more for them. I think the best question to ask yourself is this. If I was a prospective client coming to my own business, would I pay that much for that program to get those results? Have a think about that. It's a useful reality check. So to wrap up what we've covered today, and there, there's a lot in here, you might like to go back and listen to this again. There are a lot of factors to consider when you're thinking about coaching pricing, and it comes down to a few key areas. If you want to build a viable business, you've got to select a market that will pay enough money for and value the services that you want to offer. Next, pick the type of service that you want to offer. Is it going to be a program, a package, or a membership? Just pick one to start with and become really good at it. Further, make sure you have a compelling value proposition for your services so that both you and your prospective clients feel good about the exchange of value, that is, your services for their money. If you can help people solve a big, specific, painful problem that they're desperate to get rid of, they will pay more money for your services, they'll be more engaged, and you'll get a raving fan club. Thanks for listening. And if you need help with pricing, hit me up on the contact page and we can have a chat. Look forward to seeing you next week and bye for now.